So I'm so excited because this week we have our first guest from Dragula. We have Saint the Unholy, who you've seen on season three, Resurrection, and soon to be on season four. So super excited to have her as a guest today. First of all, congrats on your Resurrection win. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm Saint from Dragula and Dragula Resurrection. And we'll be on season four. It's exciting. <laughs> so even though we're still in a pandemic, you've been really busy. You were, obviously you did all of Resurrection from home. You had a single out with Aiden. Gigs are starting to start again. Yeah, it's been really, it's been really hard, like, finding my footing in the, in the middle of the pandemic. Because it's changing the way that we do everything. It's even changing the people who communicate with you as well, like uh, people reaching out now because now I feel like more of the look and the visuals of drag are kind of taken front and center and people who are visually interested are making visually different drag right now. That makes sense. Yeah, because it's like with social media and stuff, everything's, you can't go out and meet someone new at a club or see someone new. So your Instagram, which is kind of a like a hidden benefit I guess because you get like people from all over the world that you wouldn't normally yeah I was just recently reached out to somebody to do a 3D modeling photo shoot which is something I never even had thought about and I don't think I would have thought about that if that if you know the world was working as it should have been yeah so I mean you're currently working on looks for season four which is very exciting I think especially seeing the like the jump from the way like they had season three to then like the production value of the Halloween special. I think season four is going to be something. That's oh yeah. And the boulets are, the boulets are crazy people. So see, I imagine season four is going to be even crazier than anything they've always done. They're always about um, pushing the bar. So definitely they are. When you compare that to any other drag that's on TV, it's like it's next level. Yeah. The exterminations, I think, are insane. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that for season four at all. Because they're going to up them again, won't they? They're going to have to up them. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be next level. I mean, because I think you've actually got, like, the best deal out of any contestant so far. Because you're on season three. You're to experience, like, how it was structured. Then you won Mm -hmm. Resurrection and 20 grand. And then now you get a chance to go back on season four. So I think I know. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to almost because when you're there the first time, you're kind of like scared shitless. I don't know if you can say that on the podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Me out. Um, you're pretty scared when you're there the first time. So coming back to Resurrection, which was obviously filmed differently, I had my head more wrapped around what I was going to do and more focused on that. And now season four, I get to really go in there. It's like, there's, it's really beneficial to know it's coming as well. So, yeah. yeah. Cause I guess you got extra warning as compared to anyone else that they're on the show. Yeah, I get to prepare a lot more. Which is good. And I think especially that helps with like branding as well. Cause obviously it's, yeah. drag is not in a negative way, but it's like very commercial. So you need to be able to like brand yourself in. Yeah all of that but has the process been really different compared to season three like um it's a little different in the sense that like um season three you just like you didn't know what was coming um so now i know like there's things to prepare for um 
like, you know, I know we're going to do a promo. I can prepare for that. I know that there's going to be Monsters of Rock. I can prepare for that. I know if I make it to top three, my three looks need to be stunning and I need to have a filter glamour. And when you're doing season three, it all, you like, for whatever reason, when you're preparing, you, you don't, you just throw those things that you know are going to be true out the window because you, you don't know until you've been there. So, yeah. Because it's especially like this season of Drag Race has shown that there's always going to be like twists and turns. Yeah. In any yeah. reality show. So, I think it was really interesting that they did all of Resurrection from home. So are you, you're in New York at the minute, right? Yeah, I, I was literally moving um, from, from uh, Georgia to New York uh, about two weeks after we filmed uh, Resurrection. That must have been a lot, all in a short space of time then. Oh, it was definitely like a, definitely a roller coaster for sure. Like... As soon as it was over, I was just like, oh, I need to take a break. Yeah. And I guess that's sort of, because you must, obviously, there's, like, production time in between. So then you've got, like, you can move, but then before you, like, actually see it and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I, I, um, I had just moved in to New York uh, a week before it was time to watch uh, Resurrection. So that was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Are you... Because so, obviously, like you came out through like the Georgia scene, then is it drastically different to New York? Um, right now, I haven't been able to really tell because of um, the pandemic, but um, I'm sh- uh, I think the New York scene they're really um, what's the word they're really accepting with like open arms. I haven't really had a lot of like negative comments to me moving there, That's which good. sometimes can be the case because you know, some queens are like, we don't need this like new energy here. Because I guess because it's a bigger city, there's more space. It's for, like, so-called, like, alternative drag. Yeah. I mean, am I right in thinking you and Aiden are both from Ackworth? Oh, uh, yeah, we both are from the same place. Which I think is so funny that, like, it's such a small town in Georgia and now it's, like, two really famous queens have come out of it. I know, it's really weird, especially uh, that she's also my drag sister. So, yeah, that was pretty... Um interesting that we both like that and because it happened for us in the same year um i filmed season three and she filmed season 12 um actually i found out she was on season 12 the day i actually got eliminated from season three really yeah i um okay so (laughs) i get eliminated the next morning we're not supposed to have our phones but i sneak my phone i was breaking the rules um I, I, I would walk to this park and I call her and I'm like, hey, she's like, how'd it go last night? I was like, I went home. She was like, no kidding. I was like, yep. But she was like, well, I got a phone call. I'm on season 12. That's, it's like so. a full circle moment then, isn't it? You like hand it off the baton. Yeah. So it was really cool. So cross your fingers. She's on All Stars and hopefully she wins that. <laughs> I think because that's like the beauty of Drag Race and well now Drag as well the bit Resurrection there's always a chance to like come back and prove yourself yeah. again. Yeah, and a Resurrection was more of a um, a queen highlight. So I can only imagine what what's gonna happen when the, um, the Boule sit down and actually do an All Stars. Yeah, I imagine that would be like ridiculously intense. Yeah, oof, that's gonna be a good day. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting that like 
the vampire look was the challenge that sent you home on season three, and then you got to redo it on Resurrection, like blew everyone away with it. Oh, I know. It was such a when when they had told us the looks we had to prepare for when they were like, oh, "You have a vampire look." I was like, "Darn it!" <laughs> like, like the wound was still fresh for me for that one. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> did you? Did you have like high expectations for that one? Then going back in, like extra pressure. Oh, absolutely. I was like, my vampire has to be way better because originally when they were like, "It's vampire," I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna do a rift on my first one." But I was like, that one got me sent home. I should stay as far away from that one as possible. Like, brand new. Because it was, like, 60s mold, like... Yeah. It's very, like, high fashion. And then I love... Because I love how they're... When they judge, they say, we're not judging your drag. We're judging how it fits the challenge, which I think some other shows, hint, hint, could benefit from using that phrase as well. Um, Yeah. And the fact that you can just sort of you can take a little bit of filth, a little bit of horror, a little bit of glamour, and it's still, like, visually stunning. Yeah, and I think that's going to be really exciting about season four is um, people didn't really get to see a lot of me, and I knew that would play into my benefit a little bit for Resurrection, is people don't really know what kind of drag I do. So for them to uh, be able to... Like, I know, like, it's going to be even more interesting for season four. Yeah, because it's... They've got, like, a taste on Resurrection. Now they're like, who is this? I want to Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how that all plays out on season four as well. Do you think, like, do you prefer the floor show as compared to, like, a runway? Um, I do prefer the floor show. I feel like it captures the look. um, It captures more of the stories of the look. Yeah, because I think you can have... I was re-watching season two the other week. And you could see, I think it was like one of Disaster Arenas, and it was like all the props and things. You don't get that from a runway. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't get that from a runway. I really, I enjoy the floor show format the most. So, if there was like a challenge that from your season or another season that you could have done, like what would you have wanted to do? Um. Ooh, I really want. I have, I have three. <laughs> So, um, Freak Show is one I was really looking forward to. Um, just, um, I really like to take kind of the obvious. So I would have done a, like a clown. But um, Freak Show was an exciting one. Uh, the, I said I had three very confidently. <laughs> um, Freak Show, the Alien one from season three. And the Western one from, se- I mean, from season two. The Alien from season two. And the Western one from season two. The ghost town one. Oh, is that yeah that was the one where victoria did the fortune teller in the booth oh there's there's some just the runway yeah show, or challenger story like they're ridiculously like leveled like layered i think yeah and you get because i want the it was like the wasteland one it was like mad max themed oh that one was so good there's so many i could literally like the minute i start to like remember them i'm like yeah there's a lot to pull from and I think they're, they don't really repeat things, do they? Other than, like, this, there's always, like, a rock and roll themed one. But, like, yeah. the other ones, they're totally different. Yeah, they don't usually repeat them. I would be, I would, I, I think they might more, because I feel like people tackle them better when they have, like, a better idea. Because when um, they were, like, it's a Halloween special, my mind kept going back to Landon doing the Wolf Daddy for the classic Halloween and I was just like, oh, I would love to do more classic Halloween looks. And I think because, like, 
you're updating a classic so it becomes some sort of like because like with the wolfman or like the ghost for example everyone has their idea of what a ghost is and that changes like as you grow and you age so like to be able to yeah. even, like take it from like a different moment in time yeah because do you think like is that something that's part of like how would you describe your drag as taking like a classic approach and then like subverting it to make it new Oh, absolutely. That's always played a huge part of my drag. Um, that um, That's how I've always described my character. I don't know if you're familiar with the book uh, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Um, th- I've always considered my, char- my, my character a god who's had to adapt and weave through time to, like, exist. I, think, I love that, because then you can take different references, can't you? Yeah. It, 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 it almost explains explains like the 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 chaotic nature of the character uh, the chaotic nature i love that because i think every dracula especially there needs to be like a little touch of chaos yeah absolutely it wouldn't be the same without it exactly and i just i think their judging is very like it's very practical and i thought there's only been like a few times where you can like sort of disagree with what they say i suppose it's like with canada's drag race everyone was well like, i this i still have to film season four so we'll we'll go back to that one after season four to see if their judging is amazing <laughs> still <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think they're they're definitely like level-headed i guess because there's two queens there rather yeah. than like drag race where there's like one queen and then four yeah absolutely and do you think, because season three had the first drag king, the first um, bio queen as well, do you think season four will be even more diverse in terms of casting? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think if, um, I, I think if, yeah, I think it'll be absolutely diverse. I know they don't pick like a diversity, they pick for talent, yeah. but if there's diverse talent, they're going to have it there. Yeah, and I think definitely like, I do feel like season three sort of influenced season 13 on Drag Race as well, like the first trans man. And and then in the UK season, there's a few more like non-binary queens. And like yeah. I said, they're not picking off diversity. They're picking on talent. Yeah. But then these stories get to be shared as well. Yeah, because Landon's not just any drag king. Landon's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. when Landon sends in an audition tape, they got the best. Yeah, there is so. such, like, high level, isn't it? Yeah. Is there any, like, because I know we've talked about, like, challenges and stuff, but is there any, like, specific runways that you, or floor shows, sorry, that you'd want to, like, go back and do? Um, I, ooh. Um, Dungeons and Dragons would have been a really fun one. Because you can take that so many different directions, can't you? yeah. Dungeons and Dragons would have been a really fun one. So um, this is a little behind the scenes. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. So you get the exclusive tea. Exclusive but, um, tea. Before this season, we knew what a Dungeons and Dragons characters we had beforehand. And if we made it to the challenge, we got to use it, obviously. But mine was Human Valkyrie. And I was like really excited to do this almost this beaten and torn down angel. Oh, that would be... Do you think you'd still go back and do that? Like, um, I've been holding, I've been holding on to that look for, luckily season four. But yeah, a beaten and torn down angel was like my human Valkyrie look. Oh, that would 
I think like visually as well, like movement of like the wings and stuff would be beautiful. Is it because you when you watch the show, it seems like they're working on looks in between episodes. Is that what it's like, or is it you bring everything with you? Um, we bring it with us, but we're still all working on it. That part is very much real. Like, um, we're preparing for the shows ahead of time and whatnot. But like none of us is none of us together. You could always use another hour or two to put some extra love into it. So that part is very much real. And do you make a lot of your own drag yourself? Um, recently I've been able to reach out more because before I made on Dracula, uh, um, the Boulet Brothers Dracula, um, I didn't have anybody but my drag sister, so I used to make a lot more of it. But now I know more people, I get a little bit more help. Yeah, and I think you can, like, when you get, like, an extra set of eyes on something as well, it can be massive. Yeah, it definitely helped. Um, the vampire look, uh, um, my, one of my best friends, uh, Flesh, she, she helped me come up with the concept of the eyes. I had called her as I was working on the look, that whole flower dripping effect, the whole motif that's kind of peppered out through the look. Um, originally it was just a regular psychedelic flower, but she was just like, no, we can put a little bit more flair into that and give it a little bit more life. So definitely having more eyes helps. And I think especially like the boulets look for the details, don't they? Yeah. And it can get hard when you're, um, oops, sorry. It can get a little hard when you're, um, when you're working on a look for such a short amount of time to remember all the details. So having extra eyes is always great. Yeah, definitely. And you changed your drag name semi semi recently. Was that before yeah. resurrection, or was that like a decision you made already? Um, when I had when I had started it, it was Saint Lucia, and I partially I picked that name because it was cool. <laughs> um, and I was telling myself, I was like, if I ever get to go back on TV again, um, I'm going to change it just to say, I really like say it's a little bit more emblematic. It tethers, it untethers me from like the other parts of the name because um, during quarantine, I felt like I was like finding myself and I was like, oh, I'm not like a character. I'm multiple characters. And I wanted a name that would like fit multiple characters. It definitely does. Cause you think it's very like emblematic like you said and you think of like religious imagery and then you can like subvert that yeah in little ways i mean so if you could go back to season three all the way back but like what advice would you have given yourself before you went in like having done it um just to have a little bit more confidence in myself because when i went and filmed season three i wasn't as confident in the drag that i produced because especially around that time, I just didn't have any... I wasn't performing. I performed maybe, like, once a month. And I really wasn't going out. So to be in a room with queens like Madeline and Hollow and Violencia, and they, you know, they've made, like, careers of drag. And I was um, doing drag in my bedroom. And um, I wish I would have had more confidence in myself. And I guess you can you can take that now, because you... Like we've talked about, you've been there, you've you've done it. You yeah. know exactly what. Well, not exactly, but like you good idea of what you're walking into. And so, yeah. was there like a monthly? Was it Atlanta? There was like a monthly night you did. Yeah, I would go out to it. Was like a tip spot competition show. Nobody would show up, so it was hardly a competition. 
And uh, I would perform for like the three people in the audience. Was there, so like after Dragula, you obviously lived in Atlanta for a little bit. Did you like start to work there more? No, not really. <laughs> the Atlanta girls are very hardworking queens and they, they admire hard work. So, um, you know, a queen who pretty much built their whole career from their bedroom wasn't like maybe their favorite queen. Yeah. Same. When a lot of them had worked very hard and, you know, wanted the same positions and stuff. I think they sort of like, that is a stereotype of the Atlanta scene, isn't it? Like very pageant drag. Um, I, yeah. But the thing is, they, they are hardworking queens. Like, um, they're very hardworking queens. I would never like take that away from them. But, but yeah, it's a stereotype. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, I think that's what people don't realize and what like having drag on TV really can show as well is that drag is so different in all different parts of the country. It is. And there's always, even within, like we talk about like Atlanta, there's what you think Atlanta is and then there's what it actually is. And yeah. Because I used to live in Bluffton, like not far from Savannah. Yeah. So we used to go to Atlanta all the time, but I was never old enough to like go into any of the clubs. Yeah, they're great clubs there. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to come back um, to the south again. Um, but like Georgia went blue, which is oh fantastic. yeah, lovely. Love to hear that. Major- Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> I she was honestly the work she put in was insane. Yeah, you know, it shows, okay, I'm not to turn this into, like, a political podcast, but it shows what you can do if you just put a little effort, because a lot of Democratic places just don't put any effort into, like, red places, because they think they're, like, hopeless and lost forever. So, like, um, just to give you an example, um, Obama didn't really campaign in Georgia, because it was kind of like a lost cause place, but... Back to drag. <laughs> That's all right. Like, I, drag is political. and It is. I think there's always going to be intersections of that. And I try. There, I do have some, like, slightly more political questions as well later on. So, <laughs> uh, we'll dance in and out of that. And, yeah, I think so, like, seeing Georgia go blue, like you said, Stacey Abrams, massive. Yeah. On that part. I mean, obviously, the U.S. has had some interesting happenings the last few weeks and hopefully we're moving past that yeah this is very interesting i mean he's been impeached for the he's oh the it, only, he's he a guy i went through yeah i saw it on twitter like just before i came upstairs oh lovely we'd love to hear that Exa- yeah like the first president to be impeached twice which i think is mental yeah <laughs> it, it just goes to show doesn't it oh trumpathy <laughs> but like on the subject of Atlanta like the south and stuff what was your I know this is a very broad question but like what was your experience of growing up like gay in the south um so I I'm actually from Michigan um oh, okay yeah I moved to Atlanta when I was um 19 so sorry to like tear your question up <laughs> That's all right. but but um my time there was really spent um my time there I, I was spent kind of out in the countryside and I didn't really have, I didn't really, I don't want to just give any fake stuff. So I didn't really have to deal with any of like the anti-gayness in the South. Cause I found that as well, like living in South Carolina, it wasn't 
it wasn't bad. Yeah, it like, wasn't like a, yeah, it wasn't like I was being harassed or anything. I think it's because that's like a massive stereotype. So it's not just very homophobic. Yeah, but I'm um, sh- at- and I'm sure they are in some places, yeah. but. But yeah, I would, um, I wasn't, I never really got harassed. There was one time I was with Aiden and we were taking, we were doing a photo shoot and there was this brick wall by this restaurant and we're swapping our clothes in a, in the car and we, we had a friend taking the photos for us. So as I'm, um, changing my drag clothes in the car the cop knocks on the window he's like knock 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 i roll the window down he's like excuse me (laughs) ma'am i'm like full full and fully in drag with pantyhose and i'm like yes he's like they said you were you were naked at some point i'm like no but that that's the only thing that happened and i think they were more put off by the fact that i was like kind of naked but um, yeah, that's my South Southern story. <laughs> but then obviously, like there's the double, like the South is also stereotypically a very racist place. Yeah, um, that part I think is a little bit more true. Yeah, um, yeah, I've I've been greeted with so many Confederate flags and been called a few funny names, but yeah, because yeah. I think that's. I mean, obviously, I can't speak from experience because I'm white, but living there. Oh my god, you're white. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, like, living there, you definitely saw it, and it was it was difficult because it's when you're, the people around you have those opinions, you can like, shout that they're wrong as much as you want, but when they're not listening, it's just yeah disheartening but I think seeing Georgia go blue and hopefully changes yeah. for the next president yeah. improve. Because it went blue twice, which is like this was which is like, oh my god, this isn't a fluke. Like this isn't yeah. a drill. <laughs> like we might actually be Georgia might actually be becoming a better place. So there's always that hope. Cause is it am I right in thinking that like Atlanta goes blue and then like the rest of Georgia yeah. goes red? Yeah, that's how it is. But a lot of people are moving to Georgia. A lot of people are moving and um, making the state a little bit more progressive. I mean, it's like, Georgia's a good place to be, like, geographically. You... Oh, yeah, it's beautiful there. Yeah, you're... It's, like, gorgeous. If you love nature, Georgia has so much beautiful nature. Yeah. So, so did you, like, growing up in Michigan, did you have, was that sort of the same experience as Georgia then? Um, growing up in Michigan, um, I felt like I couldn't, like, be myself because I grew up in, like, a a very, like, um, Christian household. Um, so I felt like I couldn't, like, be myself. So that was part of the reason why I moved to Georgia is because I was, like, I want to move somewhere where I can, like, truly be myself. And that's, I think I started drag, like, two weeks after I moved to Georgia. Really? Yeah. Did you, was it like, a, did something specific sort of happen and then you were like, I want to do this or? Oh my God, I'm so happy you walked me into this question. So I go out to this club, it's called La Buzz. It was like this, it's no longer around, but it was like this dive bar. And in Michigan, um, the drag queens there were kind of like, you know, your dudes in wig stereotype. 
Um, so I, it, it wasn't really anything that ever caught my eye. Um, and I was watching this drag show, and it was kind of much of the same, the dudes in wig kind of stereotype. But um, the last number of the night was Eva Destruction. And she came out and she did her her laughing track number. And I felt so inspired to, to, after watching her do that, that the very next day I started drag. So you heard it here first. Eva Destruction is my drag mom. (laughs) Does she know this story? She does know this story. And then I guess that's almost like fate, like, seeing her then starting the next day then obviously she was on the show it as well. was when i when i went um so when we were filming season three um but before we entered the stage with everybody for the first time we were in a basement and um we weren't allowed to talk to each other and i'll never forget this day i'm walking down the basement stairs and I look to my right, and there's Madeline Hatter and Dahlia Black staring at me. Dahlia looks so beautiful. Madeline looked okay. I'm just kidding. She looked fabulous. And I was like crapping myself. And I looked over, and there's just this room full of queens. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like here, I'm in the lion's den. And I walk into this room, and I see Eva, and Eva gives me the biggest hug. And I was just like, oh my God, I wanted to cry. That's I was like, oh my God, it's Eva. That is so like the boulets though, to put you in a basement. They don't talk, just wait. Yeah, yeah. and then we had to go up to the stage and that's how we met for the first time. But yeah, I was so happy to see Eva there. Okay, so does she, is she your drag mother? Oh no, Eva's or, not really my drag mom. No. She's my drag mom in spirit. Like drag godmother, I'm sorry. She's my drag godmother. So was it, I mean, I feel like you're, you're season locked out because you didn't have to do the whole body bag thing. I know, right? We'd have to mess up our hairs getting out of that. <laughs> oh, every time I see that, I'm like, why? Whose idea was this? I mean, you know whose idea it was. It was the boulets, but. It was drag. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Did you, because obviously on the show, you don't really get to know them separately because they're always together. Did you, being there, get to know them quite well? Um, yeah, now it's going to feel so weird f- filming season four because I'm going to want to like Kiki with them. <laughs> now when I say like, I'll be working on a cool look and I'll send Swana a photo of it. I'm like, this just looks so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, I won't be able to do that on season four. Oh, yeah. Because that's... They're gonna, they're, they're, and they're really good about that. Like on season three, they were they were very like as soon the day we were done filming season three, they like walked up to us and was like, "This was so cool. That was so cool." And this and that. They're really good about keeping things fair. So that'll be the most unfortunate part because I've toured you, with them and stuff. I was gonna say you did like the big UK tour, didn't you? Yeah, they're my girls. I'm hoping by the time, like, season four comes out, tour will be able to happen again, that we can have a UK season four tour. Yeah, and of course they're going to have their resurrection winner. <laughs> exactly. How would they, how could they not put you on the tour? There would be, like, a petition. Yeah. Which I would start. But, <laughs> but yeah. I'm hopefully. Do you think, like, seeing Eva and then was she a big influence in the creation of Saint? Like, 
as a character aside from like inspiring you to do drag um yeah yeah i definitely say eva was like one of my bigger inspirations um shoot i would love to go out and see her shows she was really friendly i think over the years we had developed a friendship um yeah she definitely helped inspire me quite a bit when you like came down to atlanta and stuff then did you did you ever see like bitch and stuff um do you want to hear a funny story Aiden, Bitch, Eva, and I were on cast. Oh, and Violet Chachki were on cast at this show called The Other Show. We were all scheduled to perform at the same night one night. But this is before any of us had made TV shows. Have you stayed in touch and stuff? Um, yeah, I'm in touch. I uh, stay in touch with all of them. That's. I think because, like, obviously with, like, more seasons coming out now and hopefully we get the kids to do like one a year but there's gonna be i love the stories of like we will work together like 10 years ago and stuff yeah yeah i I thought it was so crazy that like abora bitch eva aiden violet all of us we're like no longer we've none of us live in the city anymore and we all were like doing the same shows because it's do you think like once new york city opens back up you want to have like would you want to have like your own night? Um, yeah, I've been wanting. I've actually been trying to set one up. Um, I really want to do my like a disco theme party and call it Heaven. There's a nightclub um, in London called Heaven. Everyone keeps telling me that. I'm like, I hope they don't sue me. No, I don't think so. I didn't know they own the word Heaven. Exactly. <laughs> they might like copyright the. No, they can't copyright that. It's in. You I can't copy. It's in, it's the, in Bible. the Bible. Yeah, they can try, but I think you're. I don't think they can stop you from having that. Good. Remember, just... When I was like, I was doing like research around people I'm interviewing, um, and I read that you started tattooing yourself at 14. Yeah, I did a lot of my own tattoos. Um, you know, like. It, because I went through that, you know, that phase where, you know, where you're, like, self-harming yourself. But instead of, like, doing it, like, you know, with a razor or anything, I was just, like, tattooing myself. So, yeah, I did a lot of my tattoos. And now I do it, like, I do them for friends occasionally. One day I might um, take it more professionally. But as of now, it's just, still like, a hobby still. Is it, like, stick and poke or is it, like, the full... Oh, no. I had the full gun. The full tattoo machine. Yes, Mama, we were doing it. Because I was going to ask, like, did that... Obviously, that's very painful, especially at, like, such a young age. And was it, like, a way to sort of escape? Yeah, it was. um, Yeah. And over time, it developed into more of, like, a... uh, More of a, like, a creative outlet. I think that's quite beautiful that you find, like you're taking pain and turning it into like creation and yeah I, th- I think that's usually how like the best art is produced it sucks that that's how it has to happen but a lot of like the best stories come from people's like pain and feelings and things like that yeah because i think it i'd love to see like in a few years and we can finally like fly around the world again come to like New York and you have like a tattoo shop then have like your club night and like tattoo yeah. shop that's also a club right <laughs> like floorboards that like flip and like put everything away oh yeah it's coming 
because I think like the New York drag scene is very infamous for being New York and it's um, like you think of American drag you obviously think of like Atlanta, New York I'm very excited yeah. to see like infiltrate the New York scene oh I'm so excited they love a good look here and I got them exactly exactly and so comparing like Dragula to other drag television programs what do you think makes it so unique because it is there's nothing like it I think Dragula is unique because um, Dragula is like a focus on the queens that you know are kind of deemed for the like the waste bucket you know like like um, people like who aren't seemed like you know like like maybe like a Valencia who other shows might not see as like a talented queen. Dragula embraces someone like Violencia, embraces her being filthy, embraces her being beautiful and campy and all the things that Violencia is. And when you get there and like, like we're all still friends and we all still communicate and talk and we like actually love each other and stuff and stuff. But, um, you yeah you can really get that you really get that outcast presence very quickly like that we were queens that people didn't think were gonna be anything like like i said i was doing drag in my bedroom like literally in my bedroom did you draw your audition tapes from yep from the comfort of my bedroom oh my god like i wasn't going out and performing at all i was just doing it at home for fun Sometimes I think that's, there's like beauty in that though, because you're not doing it for a job, so you get to take it more. Yeah. Like creatively, I suppose. But what do you think makes it so that, is it like the queer community, the outcasts, or like drag community? Um, huh, that's a really good question. That's a really good question, madam. Uh, I didn't actually have that one written down. That's just off my head. I'm not sure. It's just, it's just. Um, I I feel like people like what's popular, and then you have to show people that what you do is pretty cool too. If that makes sense, because like a lot of the trends, like like let's just say Jesus by Kanye West. Please don't sue. Um. um it's just like homeless people clothes and now people are paying a lot of uh money for clothes that people like discarded away and stuff so it's just kind of like that's like the dragula story to me we're showing you that like these discarded items are just as good as everything else do you think it'll hit a point where it'll sort of flip and go even bigger than it is um yeah I, I honestly think, yeah, this is only the beginning. I think that they're definitely, they definitely, that's a show, I'm struggling for words to word <laughs> this, but like, that's a show that you know if they go big and put it to a network that they're not going to compromise. Yeah. You, like, yeah. the Boulets have control over there. Oh, yeah, they're very hands on. Yeah, and you definitely, like, I'd love to see them like do challenges as well which like obviously you're they won't because you're not going to see like RuPaul doing a dance a lip sync for your life <laughs> yeah 
imagine. That would be incredible. Because, like, I didn't, I'd never heard of the Boulets before the show. But they're, like, LA nightlife. Yeah, they've been around. They are. Would you, I mean, I know you can't compare, like, an apple and an orange. But, like, is it fair to say they're, like, the rue of the alternative drag scene? I'm under an NDA. I can't say that. I am the rule of the alternative drag scene. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're their own. They're, they're their own entity. Like they're the the thing is like people uh, a lot of times have um, compared the two, but from their mouths they've said like we're doing our own thing. We're our own, we're we're our own entity. So to compare them to Rue, I don't think would be fair to them. Yeah, I do agree. I think it's it's just so different and I think that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah, they're building their own. They wanna they want their own legacy and their own story. Yeah. And I think and they don't you... Yeah. Sorry. Did I No no you're good. Oh I thought I cut you off. Sorry. No, you didn't um, cut me off, Adam. I think you because you see like they still do like digital gigs and stuff, which I think is really cool. Yeah, they're not scared to get out there. And they've they just won in I think it was like May when they was like doing the PG stuff. Yeah, it was like Rocky Horror, and just yeah. the way they like their take on stuff is just so interesting. Yeah, in tour while we were touring, they were getting ready with us. <laughs> really. Yeah, which is like less than saying it's gonna be so hard to do season four and not be like, "Hey, girl." Yeah, because like, did they do numbers and stuff with you on tour? Uh, yes. That is, I see what you mean. That is gonna be a difficult dynamic to get right back into. I guess that's almost like when you, when you like graduate from high school, then you go back, and if you start working there, yeah, then you gotta go to the bar, and your teacher's there buying you a drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so strange. Because, <laughs> like, in terms of, like, supporting the Queens during a pandemic, you've started a Patreon. Yes. It's going. So I'm finding out a bunch of new stuff about Patreon. This has been, like, it's been, like, it's been hard, but it's been easy. Um, Sorry to turn this into a Patreon chat, but I was like logging people's addresses. Like I, I hand wrote everyone's addresses down, and then I was like, "Ooh, you, you, you bozo! You should have done it in Excel <laughs> and things like that." So, because you post a lot of great content on there, thanks. I try. Because also, it's like even now, it's like right now, I'd love to be posting a lot of behind the scenes, but, you know, being in the middle of a pandemic, there's not very much stuff going on. Yeah. And so that's, and stuff. Yeah, so it's been, like, very limited on things I can, like, share. But what sort of made you want to do, like, the tarot cards? Um, I always thought it would be cool to do um, tarot cards of myself just as like a cool because I've always pictured like my character also being like this like fortune teller almost and uh, I always thought I, I always thought the art for tarot cards are really cool so I have this person Alex Hoovy, um I had commissioned him during the beginning of the pandemic and he had drew a work of me that was very tarot card inspired um so I was just like, hey, I'm going to put uh, this much of my money into my Patreon. If by this point it makes enough money, I'd love for it to 
for you to be the person who constantly did the art on them. So that way, um, because part of the Patreon is obviously to support financially, but the other part is so that we can get the cool tarot card deck as well. <laughs> Cause I'm also getting it with the patrons. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not, um, when they come in for them, I ship them out like two days later. So, Oh no, my phone's dying. But, um, so yeah, part of the Patreon was to get the tarot card deck. We're in this really, together. They are really <laughs> cool. I've got them hanging on my wall um, in my flat. Um, I'm working on a cool candle, um, like a holiday candle one that's coming with this month, actually, because the whole point is I'd love to have this almost this altar. <laughs> that would be sick. I'm just giving pieces to an altar up. Oh, I love that. I love that idea. Because you see, like, I love how in, like, um, some, like, Torah shops, they've got, like, the, like, Virgin Mary candles, but it's got, like, Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're working on, um, I'm currently working on three candles, and then I'm hoping to stop the deck at 25 cards, and then maybe do, like, a separate something new. Yeah. I love that because my flatmate actually sent me a picture the other day. I think it, it must be last month because I haven't been at the flat for almost six weeks now. And he sent me a picture and he was like, What do you want me to do with this? I was like, Just slide it under my door, please. <laughs> but like, and you're, you support like queer artists as well through that, which I think is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's a more direct way to do that. Yeah, definitely with like commissions and stuff. And all of your merch as well. It's like, it's independent artists. Yeah, yeah. Other queer artists do merch, do all my merch. Which I think is really cool. And also, for the listeners, it ships internationally. So Internationally. Check that out. Because um, <laughs> it's in your link tree on your Instagram. Bio yeah, well. yeah. I wish there was a better I wish you could like put links in your bio. Like more. Like more links in your bio. Yeah. I'm surprised Instagram hasn't like have like their own built-in link tree. They Instagram, if you're listening, which I know you're probably not, you <laughs> should get that sorted. Also, like if we're while we're at it, like Twitter, do you want to give us an edit feature? Um, so I don't really use Twitter. I literally only use Instagram. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I have a Twitter. If you, it's I think it's still under Saint Lucia, but I hardly ever post on there. Oh, I love. Tw- I go through phases where I'm like, oh, I don't like Twitter, and then. Like, last week, that was my source of news. Like, I was on Twitter, and then I saw what was happening. And I was, like, constantly refreshing. I was like, because it's the quickest way to get stuff, I find. Mama, mama, that's your source of news? Mama, that's my source of nudes. (laughs) That's all there is on Twitter is nudes. There's news as well. Um, You just got to fight through the nudes, and then you can get some nudes. They do sneak up, though, don't they? Yeah, and then it's it's all fun and games and shit your neighbors on there no or your friend or your your... (laughs) that's because um i don't have you been like keeping up with like what's happening with the new season of the uk drag race um i haven't been keeping up on it i'm gonna watch uk drag race i'm i i I love uk drag so much and i sorry i'm gonna go on a tangent but i I love UK drag. It's so different. And I, my hope is that Drag Race doesn't turn the UK drag into, like, 
what American drag is because UK drag is so different and it's and that's what makes it special. Yeah. So I hope it doesn't become into because people are like, oh, the lip syncs in the UK drag race are bad. I'm like, because a lot of UK queens don't lip sync. They yeah. live sing. <laughs> like, that's so cool. They sing, yeah. There's um where I normally live or where I live for uni in Leeds, there's a little like, I wouldn't call it the gay village. It's like smaller than a village. But there's probably like six queer venues within like all on the same mm-hmm. corner. And oh. there's probably four out of six all have drag and this is like a relatively small city but like it's very queer yeah which i love and it's very like i think uk drag's very like cabaret based yeah it's very different than the u.s drag and i hate i would hate for drag race to turn that turn their drag into like our drag because then it just brings no variety yeah the uk drag is special i love that they are like two different things and like with Drag Race Holland there's an Australian one coming and yeah. I think it gets to show you for especially people that don't watch any drag shows or aren't interested in that it shows that drag is not all one thing like you yeah. can't fit it into a box yeah um, but oh what I was going to say was there's a contestant called Ginny Lemon who's a little bit I cares. love Ginny Lemon what, she, she, she did the thing with the Crocs like come on I'm Team Jimmy Lemon. She's chaos. And she follows me. Oh, she's... I love her. Yeah, I love her too. She's. She was on her Twitter and she was like, oh, I love when my fans wear my merch. And it was like, you know, I have to like click into it, get the full picture. Yeah. I clicked into it. That's all they were wearing was the shirt. I was like, Ginny. A <laughs> <laughs> forward. Like, so I like sat on the couch like with my family and like, oh, merch. Close that. <laughs> just sneaking them on in there but hopefully i'd love to see like a uk season of the Willie brothers dracula um so i don't know if they would do that but i know that the when they auditions are open they're open to people in other countries are they yeah oh i didn't know that that's yeah because i think i'd love to yeah i think we'd love to see like a season where it's our queens from all over the place. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely um, gonna definitely down for that. That's incredible. Has has I'm assuming season four has all been casted now. Um, I have no idea. Um, but I, mean, <laughs> I think I like might have like a smidge of an idea of someone who's on it, but you know, we never know. Yeah, I have no idea. Never heard of season four. Like what? There's a season four. Crazy, because I think that was like the sneaky part about Resurrection was like we were all really excited about that, and I thought from the promos that it was almost like an All Stars type thing. Like yeah. I didn't realize it was one um, two yeah. hour special, but then like you get the announcement at the end of the season four, and I was like, wait, I was not ready for this. Yeah, I was a little shook when I had got a call to ask to be on it. I was like, wait, what do you want me to do? You want me? To, you want to do this from my home? <laughs> so was it? like quite spaced out or was it you did like the three looks all at the same time it was like a three-day whole situation and we didn't have a whole lot of time either it was kind of like the whole situation was done and over in like what felt like three weeks time really yeah wow that is not a lot of time at all yeah so did the like did the boules come yep they were at my house (laughs) 
was just weird. Oh, so, yeah, season four is definitely going to be weird when you, like, had them, like, sat at your kitchen yeah. table. Yeah, I'm like, how are we supposed to go back to normal? How did you find out that you won? Was it, did you know um, before it came out? No, I found out when everyone else found out. Like, uh, we all filmed a uh, death scene of us dying. Okay. I yeah. Then you, like, because I mean, obviously, I don't know if you can say, like, when it was filmed and stuff in time periods, but there must have been a while in between. Oh, yeah, there was a good, there was a good, a good long moment between. So, yeah, I had no idea when I found out when the world found out. That's Because I, I love the, like, the way they do, like, the death scenes for, like, an extermination, the way they do, like, yeah. their scenes at the beginning of everything. Yeah. It takes yeah, it's it very, very, like... Yeah, like I said, they're trying to build their own thing. They're not thinking about anybody else's thing. Yeah, they're... It, it's very, like, cinematic, I find. Yeah. But it was the... I think they just did it so well in, like, that bit at the end where like, sat on the floor with the TV. I was almost crying. Oh, that, like, I couldn't, like, I didn't know, like, when we were filming that, I had no idea it was going to play out like that, so. Really? Yeah, that was very, that was even fascinating for me to watch. That was, like, a lot for me to see as well. Because it was, like, the anticipation of it all, and I was really tired, and I, I remember I was slightly hungover. Yeah. And I was in my bed, um, in the flat, like, curled up, and I had, I was watching it on my laptop, and I was crying. It just, it I was me. too. <laughs> it got me too. It got me like, yeah, it was a, it was a bit, yeah, it was pretty heavy on all of us. And we were in a little group chat with all, with all of us and we were all watching it at the same time. I guess because you don't even know like who's the top three, do you? No, we didn't know anything. We just did the looks and they left. That's insane. Did they not give you any like critiques or anything? Nope, not in person. We had no idea what we had no idea. It was kind of like a this is what you have to do and it's done. That's insane. Yeah, it was they, very They fully are wild the way they Yeah. They're playing with everyone's feelings. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I have no idea what's happening on season four. Yeah, because it'll be just as much of a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like. I have to like really push the office door shut as well because sometimes my dogs just like push it open and then they're like running around. Like, oh, that person I told you about who helped me do the flower motif before—that was them. Oh, okay. Can, well, if they can hear me, hi, Flash. No, they said hi, Flash. That's, I love like like Zoom and everything because we're in. Still in the like, pandemic. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And if I've had like all my lectures are on Zoom and you like their kids run in. Oh wow. <laughs> and they're like, oh I have to go like make her some lunch. And like Yeah. <laughs> ten minutes into the lecture. Well Sorry, my screen keeps timing out. I keep making sure oh. my phone's not gonna die on you. <laughs> um I think I've We've gone through all the questions and everything. Do you have anything you, like, want to plug or? Um, nothing I want to plug. Nothing that I can remember. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to, I'll put all your socials in the description as well. All right. Thank you. I'll skip the Twitter unless they want to send nudes. 
<laughs> Unless they want to send nudes to the Twitter, which they do it anyways. Do it anyways. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you.